Hello and welcome to PMQcast, the Spectator's weekly coverage of Prime Minister's questions every Wednesday afternoon. Boris Johnson has told MPs the UK has one of the toughest border regimes in the world against COVID-19. His comments came after his Home Secretary, Priti Patel, told a meeting of Tory members that UK borders should have closed in March 2020. Leader of the opposition, Sir Keir Starmer, accused the Prime Minister of overruling his own Home Secretary by refusing to shut those borders as the pandemic first took hold. But the PM shot back, telling the Labour leader he was a weather vane and dubbing him Captain Hindsight. Last night, the Home Secretary told a Conservative Party event that, and these were her words, on should we have closed our borders earlier, the answer is yes. I was an advocate, says the Home Secretary, of closing them last March. Why did the Prime Minister overrule the Home Secretary? Mr Speaker, I think it was uh, last March that the Right Honourable Gentleman, along with uh, many others, was actually saying that we didn't need uh, to close borders. But as as usual, uh, Captain Hindsight has has changed his tune to suit uh, events. We're in the middle of a national pandemic. And uh, And this country is facing a very, very grave death toll. And we are doing everything we can to protect the British public, which is, I think, what he would, uh, he would expect. And that's why uh, we've instituted one of the toughest border regimes in the world. That's why we insist that you have to get a test uh, 72 hours before you, uh, before you, you fly. Uh, there must be a passenger uh, locator form, which you have to provide, Mr Speaker, and then you must quarantine uh, for 10 days or five days if you do a second, uh, a second test. And uh, it's all very, I, I'm delighted that he now praises uh, the Home Secretary. In fact, a change of tune uh, from the Right Honourable... <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, I am delighted that he's now in favour of tough border controls because he wasn't last year, uh, Mr. Speaker. And indeed, uh, he campaigned for the leadership of the Labour Party on a manifesto to get back to free movement, Mr. Speaker. Yeah. 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 Mr. Speaker, he talks of hindsight. What the Home Secretary said last night, Prime Minister, it's not disputed. It's not disputed. And then Sakir pressed the Prime Minister on the loss of police records from the national computer. Mr Speaker, it's ten days since the Home Office mistakenly deleted hundreds of thousands of vital criminal records, including fingerprints, crime scene data and DNA records. So can the Prime Minister tell the House how many criminal investigations could have been damaged by this mistake? Well, Mr Speaker, the uh, Home Office is uh, actively working to assess the damage and as the right honourable gentleman will will know from the uh, urgent question that was held in the house only a few days ago uh, they believe that they will be able to uh, rectify the uh, results of this uh, this complex incident and uh, there is they hope very much that they'll be able to uh, restore uh, the data in question the pm adding that the home office is working around the clock to restore them but admitted the government doesn't actually know how many convicted criminals have had their records deleted. Now, former Prime Ministers are so often a thorn in the side of their successor, and it seems Theresa May is no different. She's waded into the post-Brexit world that Boris Johnson got done by accusing him of abandoning the UK's moral leadership on the world stage. And you can hear full analysis of her intervention and, if we can expect more, in the podcast of Wednesday the 20th of January entitled Will Theresa May's Intervention Be the First of Many? with Cindy Yu talking to Katie Balls and Fraser Nelson. 
Meanwhile, the Prime Minister said he'd like frontline workers, including the police, to be prioritised for vaccination against coronavirus, but that he's devolving his response to the regulatory body that drew up that priority list. And Mr Johnson was asked what assurances he'd obtained from Iran about Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe. Her five-year prison sentence ends on the 7th of March. She was found guilty of, quotes, plotting to topple the Iranian government. Her constituency MP for Hampstead and Kilburn, Labour's Tulip Siddiq. On the 7th of March of this year, my constituent, Nazanin Zaghari Radcliffe's unjustified five-year prison sentence will finally come to an end. Could I ask the Prime Minister what assurances has he had from the Iranian authorities that Nazanin will have her ankle tag removed, that she will get her British passport back and that she will be allowed to board a flight back to the UK in 45 days' time? Uh, I can tell the uh, Honourable Lady, who I know has campaigned hard and well uh, on behalf of her uh, constituent, and and quite rightly, uh, that uh, we're working uh, virtually round the clock to secure the release of all the dual nationals uh, that uh, concern us in in Tehran. And uh, without going into the into the details of the cases, which, is, as she knows, are, are, are complex, uh, we're doing everything we can to secure the, uh, the what we regard as the completely unjustified uh, detention in Tehran of Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe. Though, as she knows, uh, she is now out on furlough, admittedly, in, in the conditions that she describes. Meanwhile, in an early sign of divergent employment law post-Brexit, Business Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng has confirmed the government is looking at scrapping some EU labour laws as a raft of liberalisation and deregulation is mooted. Drug treatment services in England are to receive an extra £80 million as part of the government's efforts to cut crime. And the PM said the government's emergency COBRA committee will meet this afternoon to discuss flooding as Storm Christophe takes hold. Meanwhile, SNP Westminster leader Ian Blackford asked the PM on trade deals with China, with the Prime Minister saying that genocide is being committed against the Uyghurs. Mr Johnson says he regards what is happening in China as utterly abhorrent. And that's it for another edition of PMQCast. If you have any feedback or thoughts on this or any other Spectator podcast, get in touch at podcast at spectator.co.uk. And thanks for listening.